Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. Welcome. Today we have the privilege of speaking with Rose Turner, who is the founder of a group of ladies called the Texas Pin Pals, and wait till you hear what they do. Rose is based in the Dallas, Texas area, and she's going to really impress you with what she does for charity. So welcome, Rose Turner. How are you today? Thank you very much. I'm just great. It's a beautiful day here. Yeah, it's beautiful where I am as well. Rose, we're talking to you because you submitted a story and it was selected and published in the We Are So Powerful book. So congratulations on that. The name of your story is The Texas Pin Pals Are on a Mission. And we're going to really delve into what you've been telling us here. So first off, as I look over your shoulder, I see a beautiful picture. I'll call it a picture. You're going to have to tell us the medium of a rose, which I presume is for your name. So tell us about that picture. My very athletic older son had to take art in the eighth grade. And this doesn't sit well with football players, you know, but um, he was responsible for making a drawing. And that rose is made out of colored pencils by a 13 year old boy. You could see it in person. It's very nice. It's very good. But of course he's way too busy to actually do artwork. Oh, but he has that talent clearly. Incredible talent. Uh Yes. And do you have other children? I have a younger son who is far more artistic than his brother. Mm. And I have some incredible pieces in my house. I have a dog in the other room that he did that is just amazing. I've been offered several thousand dollars for it already. It is incredible. They're both very talented. Oh, wow. Well, that's fantastic. So Back in 1993, you and four of your closest friends, I presume, uh, started a little group. Tell us what was happening back in 1993 and tell us how you started the Texas Pin Pals. So briefly, I lived in Kansas City, Missouri, and the American Sewing Guild was not known by the American Sewing Guild back then, but I joined it anyway. Then I moved to Florida and they really weren't established very well in Florida. And then five years later, I moved here to Dallas and a chapter of the American Sewing Guild was just getting started. So they founded in May and had their organizational meetings right after that. I found out about them right about that same time. And so by September, we had found five other ladies that would be willing to start a sewing guild group here in North Dallas. And so we started out as members of the American Sewing Guild and many of us are still members of the American Sewing Guild. Mm -hmm. But we started with five people in September of 1990, uh, maybe 92. Okay. So we met in a retailer shop for a while. um, And then we met in the libraries for a while. And then about 15 or 20 years ago, we started meeting at my church, which is the First Christian Church in Carrollton. Okay. And when you 
formed this group. Number one, who came up with this clever name of the Texas Pin Pals? So we didn't have a clever name to start with because really there's another group here called Best of the Southwest. And I desperately wanted that name really. <laughs> um, but <laughs> one of the members who was also a very talented lady came up with kind of a logo thing with the pin and the rotary cutter was the P and then the I. Anyway, it was very stylized and very adorable. And so we were the Carrollton Louisville Pen Pals for a while, and then just the Pen Pals. And then finally, we decided we were going to be the Texas Pen Pals, and that's what we registered our nonprofit as. Okay, so you are a registered nonprofit as the Texas Pen Pals. We are. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations on that. So do you have a mission statement or something like that that's your guiding principle? Now, one of the things that was really important to all of us is that we recognize that we are all intelligent men and women, and we can make up our own rules and our own regulations without a lot of help. So it's really complicated to be a member of the Texas Pen Pals. You have to say that you are and pay your dues if you can. That's, <laughs> well, that's, that's all. That's well, enough for us. <laughs> that, that sounds pretty reasonable. But you do have a focus, right? Tell us what that focus is. All of us every one of us have a servant's heart. And we have been together for so long because we come from the same place. We know that we are blessed, unbelievably blessed with the talent and the ability to use our hands to help others. And we don't take it lightly. We know that being able to sew and serve is not common. It's not something everybody can do. And so, we approach it like that. Every year we have kind of a January meeting. We call it a business meeting, but it's not. It's really a, a statement of our purpose. And we reaffirm every year that our charity sewing and our charity work is the most important thing to us. And so that is our focus. What needs are there in the community and how can we meet them and how can we do a kind of a superior job at that. You know, now I will say that I set big goals. I want to be able to do high volume work. <laughs> they all go right with me and they have forever, right? And so everyone knows they can bring whatever ideas they want and we will talk about them and we will fill those needs uh, as best we can. And truly all of us, all of us have the same heart. We meet every month. Um, the second Saturday at 10 a.m. And then we meet between four and six times more a year than that for an all-day sew-in to make sure we have enough time to get our charity projects done. And how many people are members right now? Well, if you tell the ladies that have moved away and still submit their projects for us, we're about 35, but active here in North Dallas, about 25. Okay, well, that's certainly a good number. Now, yeah. you have a specific project that you do every single year, and then you add on to that project. But what is your main project that you do every year? So there's an organization here in North Dallas called the Metroprest Social Services, and they serve the people in need in Capel, Carrollton, Farmers Branch, and Addison. They're a very well-run organization. And they have a Christmas store every year. 
So all of their clients can come in and buy with credit money presents for their family if they are approved clients of the Metrocrest. And so every year now, and I have lost track of how many years we've been doing it, but I think at least 15, we go out and we buy not the American Girl dolls, because those are very expensive, but the American Girl type dolls. Mm-hmm. And we buy 50 brand new dolls. And then wait, we wait, wait, 50, five, zero, five, zero. 50, wow. Okay. okay. Um, and then we make a minimum of five complete head to toe outfits for each doll. And we package them. We've got a whole assembly line of packaging and, and we put that all together and we donate that to the Metrocrest so that the group's concept is we want those young women who know what's going on in their families, right? Children are not left in the dark about what's going on. They know when their families are in trouble, but we want those young women to be able to go back to school after the Christmas break and know that they truly got an amazing present for Christmas. They got something that they will love and cherish that they have bragging rights. Mm -hmm. So we call these little dolls our ambassadors. And so we commission these little dolls to go out and spread love. And it's a shame we can only do 50 a year, but we do what we can to really make sure these are amazing, fabulous outfits. And these dolls are in party dresses. They have quilts. They've got ponchos and crocheted hats. We make probably 500 pairs of shoes every year. I'm telling you, we go crazy over these dolls, but they are just precious. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And so I'm guessing that because of the 18-inch doll and the doll clothes and the patterns, that you may have stumbled across an organization called Liberty Jane. That's exactly right. So I found out about Liberty Jane. I found out about the work that Jason and Cinnamon do. Mm-hmm. And that led us straight away to the So Powerful Purses. It's an amazing story. And it's another way to, you know, to participate. It's another mission project. And so our doll project led us directly to So Powerful Purses. Well, we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to explore in more detail what you've done with So Powerful and some of the other work that you continue to do, even during the time of COVID. So listeners, please stay tuned, and Rose will give us more details about the Texas Pin Pals. Have you gotten the second edition of the We Are So Powerful book? This updated version of the original bestseller 4.9 out of 5 stars, by the way, is again authored by So Powerful co-founders Jason and Cinnamon Miles. It is available on Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle reader. This latest edition is packed full of moving stories about how So Powerful came to be, the volunteers who make it happen, and the way this small movement has grown into a global mission to break the cycle of poverty through education and the dignity of work. And don't forget, when you place your order, if you use smile.amazon.com and designate So Powerful as your preferred charity, 
Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase right back to So Powerful. And now back to our podcast. Welcome back. We've been speaking with Rose Turner, the founder of the Texas Pin Pals, an organization based in the North Dallas, Texas area. It is a charity and they serve charities by sewing doll clothes for $50 that they donate every year so that those who are less fortunate have an opportunity to have a really amazing Christmas gift. But As part of their work, they did come across Liberty Jane and are now um, sort of, uh, (laughs) I guess you would say, hooked into So Powerful. Do you remember, how did the group decide to make So Powerful purses? So our neighborhood group, which is the Pin Pals, were working on the dolls, but we were also part of the larger American Sewing Guild chapter here in Dallas-Fort Worth. And so I served on the board for the American Sewing Guild for many, many, many years, more than 20 years. But my favorite job was to be the person that organized the charity sewing. And so once we found out about the So Powerful Purses, and then we found out that we could have somebody from Houston come up and talk to us, we created an event for the Dallas-Fort Worth chapter so that we could bring people from all over the area in and go through the project and sew and make purses and see the video and understand the importance of the So Powerful project. And that's essentially how we kind of spread it to the larger group. There were one or two of us that had already tried to make a purse off of the pattern, but it wasn't until Shirley came and really explained the incredible importance of the project that we were able to get everybody behind it. And you're talking about Shirley Utz. From from Houston, who is one of our premier volunteers. That's so powerful. So Shirley came and talked to a big group. How many people were at that meeting? I would say probably 30, 25 to 30. Uh All right. And so is that the year that the Texas Pin Pals adopted So Powerful as one of their charities for the year? We We were a large part of that group of 30. And so we were already committed to making as many as we could that year on top of the dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't remember now how many we made, but we probably made 50 or so that year. And then the next year, because that was this was toward the end, like maybe September, October timeframe. Um, and every year in January is when we decide what our projects are going to be for the following year. So we did, I think, like I said, about 50 that first year. And then the next year, we adopted the So Powerful Purse as one of our projects for the entire year. Okay. And then we're going to get into what you did with the pattern in a moment. But tell us how you divided up the work among the group to make so many purses. So we have ladies that are world-class experts. And we have ladies that do more talking about sewing than they ever actually get behind the sewing machine. And so you're, you're going to have some explaining to do when they listen to this podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. We have, you know, everybody has different requirements, you know, and the time limits. And so we have some ladies that can give us an hour, but they still want to be useful. So I try hard to come up with ways to divide the workload up that everybody, everyone can participate. Um, Even we have what we call junior members 
And if all they can do is stack and count, then that becomes an important part of the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And so it is important, I think, for all groups to really figure out ways to use all of your members, right? Don't, don't let people feel like they're not useful because they are useful. They can help. Maybe not in the same way you're helping, but you, they can help. And so that's what we always do. We try to break the jobs down so that everyone participates. And so because you were doing this as a group and sort of a divide and conquer type effort, explain what you did with the pattern pieces, because some of the pattern pieces that show up in the booklet are used for interfacing, lining, or the purse fabric itself, the outer fabric. And so we know that that can be confusing, especially if you're a beginning purse maker. So Rose, what did you do to help your group? So what I did is I took the pattern and I duplicated the pattern pieces and relabeled them. So I have a stack that's just for the interfacing, a stack that's just for the lining, a stack that's just for the outer fabric. And I write on each pattern piece how many pieces I need. Four outer fabrics, you know, over here in the lining pile, two of this one. And then the ladies can then, they can have a table that's just doing interfacing, a table that's just doing lining, a table that is just pressing and getting them in order. And then somebody else can put them back in a stack that's going to be a purse. And so you can organize that way so that the ladies that are doing the sewing, they're not trying to take a pattern piece off of here, remember what that one was, Mm -hmm. put it over here on a lining fabric, getting too many linings, not enough outer fabrics. In a group setting, Mm -hmm. it works a lot better to have all of these separate pattern pieces labeled appropriately. Mm -hmm. And then everyone can work on their thing and you can get a lot more accomplished. Wow. That sounds like a great tip. So listeners, if you're organizing a sewing event, listen to what Rose did and sort of divide up the work and make duplicates, I guess, of some of those pattern pieces and, and make sure that they're clearly marked. So that's fantastic. In your story, you say that one charity project led to the next, which I presume you mean the work that you're doing with the dolls led to So Powerful. Can you share with our listeners what is important to you about So Powerful and how does that sort of mesh with what you're doing with the Texas Pin Pals in terms of your objectives? That's an essay question. (laughs) (laughs) Not multiple choice. That was an essay question. our annual organizational meeting, we talk about what is important to us that, that the pen pals focus on every year. And sometimes it might be fitting or just sewing techniques, but there's always an abundance of ideas on what we can do for to do charity work. Okay. And these women that are my best friends, they are amazing in the kind of projects and the kind of outreach that they want to tackle. And so we talk about it. We figure out who's the most passionate about it, who's going to lead that charge. And then we organize ourselves accordingly the rest of the year so we can take on those projects. So Powerful Purses really spoke to us because we know how important it is that these young women have a chance to stay in school. And we know how important it is that these older women and mothers have a job. And the combination of the two really moved us. 
many of us are still full-time working women Mm -hmm. and know the value, know how important it is to be useful and a provider for your family. And so the powerful purse aspect of both helping teach and train the young women, provide a better education for them. And then also the slightly older and the older women have a purpose and employment. Both of those functions really, really spoke to all of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Rose, are you working? I work. Yes, I work full time. And what kind of work do you do? I'm a CPA and have been forever. I mostly go into companies that are in trouble in one way or another. Either their business is not surviving or they've got major system problems or something usually of pretty serious nature. And I go in and help them figure out what that is and turn them around. Well, and do you see any similarities between the talent that you bring to your job and the talent you bring to the Texas Pin Pals? <laughs> there is a little bit of that. Sometimes the ladies call me the foreman because I set pretty lofty goals, but it's the same thing with work. My job is essentially to teach and train and organize and encourage. I hope to give them a way out of their problems and empower them to be able to do 90% of the work themselves to get them to that next place. And I Hopefully I do the same thing with the ladies. Like I say, they're pretty amazing on their own. They don't really need me at all anymore, but I like to be involved in, in the charity work that we do. So, Well, everything you've done sounds so fascinating. And I love the thought of your charity being built on serving others and that you help the Metro Crest Social Services with their Christmas store. That just sounds so kind. Rose, thank you so very much for your time. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. I always see your nice, nice comments on Facebook. And now it's fantastic to put a name with a face, but more importantly, to see your heart. And we really appreciate your time today. And I know our listeners are going to really love getting to know you. Well, thank you very much. I would not be able to do anything at all without my amazing, amazing group of women. One of them is strong and talented in their own right. And we do it all together because it brings us so much joy and happiness. So thank you very much, Jan. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. See you on Facebook. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now go out and have a so powerful day.